Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, my darling daughter. Hi. How are you? Good. I didn't even notice that you were connected. I was looking at my notes. I am sneaky. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yep. How's your day going? Fine. Just been spending the morning reading, going over notes to record this episode. Oh, you're so diligent. Well, not necessarily. I hadn't finished my notes until this morning. So that's what I meant by going over them. <laughs> Well, I am just as guilty because I opened my notes and I started to try to get ready and I started going through them and doing stuff. So we are striving for perfection. What can I say? That's how we were built. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why I can never get anything done, especially when I paint. I'm like always fits in with it. Even now that they're hanging on the wall, I walk by them and I go, oh, I should have done this. And I could run and get a paintbrush. And I'm like, stop it. You have to learn when to walk away. No, I never can. I hope they have medication for that. I'll talk to my doctor the next time I speak to her. <laughs> okay, good luck. <laughs> see if there's see if there's anything new on the market. Yeah, so uh, do you ready to start talking about this uh, book? Yes. Yes, I was very excited finding this book because I really like Kay Draper. And mm -hmm. I'm going to introduce the book. It's called Crackin' the Case, Reverse Harem Urban Fantasy, Kraken's Cult Book Number One. She had me at Kraken. I thought the name of the book was hilarious, Kraken the Case. I, I absolutely agree. And this book was only 169 pages long, but I feel like there's so much to talk about and so many things that happened, or maybe just because there are so many characters. That's mm -hmm. why I feel like that. I agree. I feel like I have many pages of notes considering how short this book was. So let's dive right in, shall we? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so chapter one is from the main character. Most of the book is from her point of view. Her name is Iolani, and she goes by Io a lot, or Eo. I thought it was an L. I thought her name was Lalani. No, it's an I. Well, I'll see. I just make up things as I go along. Yeah, either way, <laughs> even knowing the first letter, I'm going to say it wrong. It's Hawaiian, so I'm sure I'm butchering yeah. it. I'm, I don't even say the word Hawaii correctly, so. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> there you go for uh, college education for you. So she is hiding in a warehouse trying to catch her boyfriend because he is paying off people to remove toxic waste. Waste that will then be removed from this warehouse location and will be illegally dumped. Gonna be dumped in a national forest near Lake Superior. I'm notoriously bad at geography, but she is somewhere in the uh, Midwest, so. In the anyway, Great Lakes area. Yes. This is a huge no-no for her because she is half Kraken and half Faye, as well as being an EPA agent. I love when she confronts him because she says, hey there, shit for brains. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need to yeah. say that more often, shit for brains. <laughs> oh, just think it. Don't say it. Well, I can't do that. I don't usually think before I speak. So how's that going to work? Have you learned nothing from having me as a mother? You see what no. happens when you don't think before you speak. There was this thing that said, um, I prefer not to think before speaking because I like being surprised like everybody else. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. For It should be our family motto. 
Mm -hmm. Ayo is incredibly intelligent, but she has shitty taste in romantic partners. And she also made me laugh when she thinks the pleading and sobbing was nice, I guess, but it didn't make <laughs> me feel any better. It didn't really get rid of the hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. She turns that guy, her now ex-boyfriend, over to the cops. But of course, she roughs him up a little bit beforehand. And she's pretty unique as a character because um, her freckles are described as being deep octopus purple. Yeah. I guess if you really look at uh, some octopi, like at the Monterey Aquarium or something, there is almost an opalescent purple in some of them. I liked that her freckles were described that way because on the cover, I didn't really mm -hmm. understand what was happening with her face pigmentation because it almost looks like she's partially shifting in on the cover, but I guess that's just how her freckles are. They don't well, look like normal she, freckers on the cover. Freckles. Yeah. I could see. And she, she does say while this is happening, she does do a partial shift. So she, it says, I shift enough to release a bit of crack and long tentacles erupt from my middle. And I wrap one around his ankle and turned effortlessly dragging him across the rough, dusty floor towards the door. One more disaster mm -hmm. of a relationship to prove I was destined to be alone. Girl, same. <laughs> <laughs> I feel your pain. So that's everything that happens in chapter one. And then that chapter ends with her getting a text message from her demon godfather about another job he has for her or another job she can take or investigate in someplace sunny. Yeah, but we also learned that her family is very prominent. And there is a line in here that says she's looking for, she thought she had found the middle ground with this Trevor guy. And she said, someone from a money family who wouldn't be enthralled by my own family's wealth. She's got a lot going on in her background, I guess. Yes, she does. We learn a little bit more about it later in the book, too. Okay, so it turns out that she works for the EPA, but the EPA is now the Environmental Police Agency. Once the soups, supernaturals, were revealed, humans were forced to take into account that all the environmental atrocities being committed were also murders. So it says in the book that the secret branch of the EPA came out of hiding as littering and pollution were finally seen for what they were, the supernatural manslaughter. Yeah. I thought this was so cool. I do too. She says because of her heritage, she has a huge advantage because it puts her in touch with the earth and the natural world. And it gives her the ability to purify water and clean toxins to an extent. So she's good for this job. And the humans are finally working with the supernatural people. I like the message in this book. We have so jacked up the world. We're ruining it. And everybody's wondering why things are flooding. But that's a whole other story. Yes. So now her new assignment is checking out river pollution in Florida. So now the story, mm -hmm. rest of it takes place in Florida. So she's leaving an unsuccessful meeting with the city council. And after that, she goes to a coffee shop. And she is instantly drawn to the barista. The barista's name is Cora, and Io describes her as having a cool, earthy sort of magic that tickled at my senses. It whispered of dark places, shadow-dappled moss, soft lichen, and rich black loam. I love that. Mm -hmm. Quite the wordsmith. So everything is going great with her and the barista at the coffee shop until a familiar guy also enters the coffee shop. She describes him as having shoulder length, black hair, dark lips and head to toe black clothes that made him look like some sort of goth. His long lashed eyes were inhumanly yellow and slightly luminous, more suited to being underground in low light. Even his pointed goblin teeth were visible and undisguised. Barrier. I'd like to meet him. Right. 
Me too. Yeah. So it turns out that Io and Breer have a not so great romantic history together, uh, which makes the fact that he is Cora's boss and the owner of this coffee shop the worst news ever. Even though he is a goblin, for some reason, I kept picturing him as Luke from the Gilmore Girls. I don't know why. <laughs> wow. I, I don't know why either. Maybe because you were obsessed with that show growing up. I was too, I mean, but that's okay. Yeah, maybe he's a goblin, but that's just maybe because of the setting. I don't know. Anyways, that's just how I thought of him. But then Io made me feel all the feels in this book. She made me laugh. And then she <laughs> thinks stuff like this. That's like heartbreaking. She thinks lovers came and went. That was how it worked. People wanted me for my looks, my power, my brains, or my family connections. But none of it was ever worth the rest of the baggage that came along with it. I was a good fuck. A generous date, but too demanding, too clingy. I don't know. Too Io. I wasn't someone people wanted to keep. Yeah, I read that and I thought, oh my God, that's totally me. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's sad. <laughs> it is sad. But I have felt the same. Except I didn't have money, so I wasn't generous. I was generous in other ways, but you know... <laughs> It's at this point that she notices some stocky young blonde guy sitting in the cafe. And she says, the faint whiff of ocean I got off of him. He was a water creature, too. This is someone she gets to know. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's a lot of characters in this book. She meets most of them actually at the coffee shop. And there's one person she meets in the next chapter that she met just out and about in town. She's running a lot of errands and doing a lot of things. So her location changes a lot in this book. So now she's in a clothing store and she mm -hmm. sees this person who is described as being medium height, medium build. They were perfectly androgynous. I couldn't even hazard a guess as to gender. They had a strong jaw, high cheekbones, and flawless gold skin decorated with subtle makeup and smoky eyeliner. Their hair was a gorgeous deep emerald green so dark in places that it almost looked black until the light touched it and it was shoulder length on one side but shaved short on the other a line of sparkling dermals decorated the visible high cheekbone the bioplast kind favored by the few shifters who could change form without expelling hardware from their bodies I am not, I'm going to apologize in advance because I am not versed. I support people, whatever you want to be, whoever you are. I don't care as long as you're not hurting someone and we should all find love no matter who the partner is. She started talking about they, and it took me a while to catch on that they is now one of those words. I really need someone to sit me down and educate me in the terms because I didn't realize they is one person, is it not? This person from the store? Yeah, the person she's talking about. She refers to as they. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. So this person's pronouns, I think, are they, them, which is why it gets confusing. Because she's not sure if they're male or female. And so she just refers to them as they, them. Okay, yeah. And when you're my age, nobody used that term. So... I did catch on, though. I'm going to fuck up all sorts of things in this book, even when it comes to Io later in the story. So. <laughs> okay. All right. You're not, you're not alone here. Yay us. All right, good. So this person is being harassed by the shop clerk because they want to use the dressing room to try on a skirt. And the clerk insists on knowing if the customer is a man or woman. Oh, my Io God. And this so rude. Oh, so yeah. Rude. She's like yelling at this person in the store. Io and this new person end up leaving the store. They go to a new store and Io sets up a store account to buy them anything they want. My note here is when do I get my own pretty woman moment? Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing. Can't I run into someone like that? That just, you know, secretly sets up, let them have whatever they want and put it on my card. I guess in this story, Kraken are kind of like dragon. So she likes to spoil people, ply them with riches, kind of hoard them, shower yes. them in affection with gifts and things like that. So 
that's why Io's doing this. Well, she actually says in one part, because it comes out in the book, she's part fae. And she's part Kraken and part fae. Says that Krakens are worse than dragons when it comes to wanting to hoard people and things. Yeah, and I like that she gets really protective of this new person because she mm -hmm. thinks the tentacle monster in me wanted to go back in there and tell the pretty person that they were treasure. So of course I'd shower them in gifts. The fae part <laughs> of me wanted to find something sharp and pointy and go back to mm. the first store and show them how offended fae royalty handled disrespect. I highlighted that too. She's got a very good heart. Now she's at the beach and she runs into that person that she saw at the coffee shop that you said had some sort of water element. Mm -hmm. And this time she talks to him, though, and it, we find out that his name is Archibald, but he goes by Archie. Mm -hmm. And he describes himself as a seal shifter who has what the humans would call autism. Yeah. And he says... My brain doesn't work like other people's. The doctors said I might have been exposed to something toxic when I was a baby or when my mom was pregnant. Which is really sad because he's ostracized basically from his family because of this problem he has. Mm -hmm. But he's very brilliant and he is working on filling up test tubes whatever her name is, Low says, I went and squatted down across from him, glancing into the tide pool to find a colony of little sea folk, sprites, that often got mistaken for mayflies by the less observant. And I thought, I will for the rest of my life think of that line next time I'm looking in a tide pool. I love tide pools. Mm, yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, and she asks him, you know, are you a researcher? And he said, I'm not an educated researcher, but he's looking for pollutants in the water. But at this point, her and Archie become friends and start working together. And he kind of helps her figure out what's happening for her case because he's already kind of researching this stuff on his own anyways. And she also, doesn't she go in the water with him at that at, after this? Uh -huh. And it. It's so cool. Yes. They go for a swim together. She is partially shifted her lower half into her Kraken form. And he is a seal. And so he kind of swims around and plays with her. And she thinks he's really nice and thinks he's very intelligent. And the EPA is notoriously understaffed and underfunded. But maybe she can find something for him because he already has a natural ability to work science and figure out what's happening. Now my note is that this book really throws me for a loop because Ayo becomes a man, parentheses. Yeah. She shapeshifts into her other form. I'm going to do a terrible job describing this because I didn't really understand it myself. Well, here is my question. I should have done this. I thought of it and then because I have a memory like a sieve, I forgot to do it. Are octopuses able to be both genders? Is that why? Or is she just... Hmm. Let me see. That would make a lot of sense if they are, because I was really fucking confused as to why she was like this. I think seahorses are. I don't I don't know, but I, I do read a lot of fantasy, so I could be blurring the lines of reality and fantasy, but I prefer to live in that space, so judge me. I don't care. It says, common octopuses are oviparous and have separate sexes with no sex reversal or hermaphrodism. So no, says they're not. Um, okay. If I'm, if I'm understanding that correctly. So she goes to the coffee shop in this male form. Cora freaks out and is very rude to, I'm going to say her, just for lack of confusion, but in the male form after this unpleasant exchange with Cora, who didn't recognize that it was Io at all. Io goes over to sit with Archie, but Archie realizes it immediately because Archie says, hi. And he asks right away, are all Kraken shifters hermaphroditic? Is that the right word? Yeah. We learn and, all kinds of stuff in this book. Oh yeah. So Io says, I don't know. 
Um, we find out that Io's mom is the only other Kraken alive and that Io's mom has male and female reproductive capabilities like me, but she says she's always felt more female. I guess it's an identity thing, a preference. She doesn't take male form like I do. I don't think she even can anymore. She says she hasn't since she was a kid. And Io just refers to herself as fluid. Yeah, you know, it used to be, and I think it's changed, but, you know, here I go again. I had a friend whose sister was born a hermaphrodite. And at the time of her birth, the doctor asked, what do you want your baby to be? A boy or a girl? Her parents chose a girl, but... Uh, considering how her life went, I think she had a really hard life because she would, she really was a boy. So I don't know if nowadays they let babies decide what do you want to be. I, that would be really hard for me because I know it's a struggle in society in general just to be quote unquote a different. But, you know, I wouldn't know if my baby would prefer to be a boy or a girl. And I would want to ask them. When they're older, do you feel more like a boy? Do you feel more like a girl? Do you want to have surgery to go in that direction? I don't know. I think people are a lot more sensitive nowadays than when my girlfriend's sister was born. It's different and kind of confusing in this book. I thought that Io was just dressing up like a man, but then we find out later that Io completely changes her whole body becomes a male's body. And so I think she can either become all female body or all male body, depending on I how think. she feels. That is what I think. And fluid, you know, to me is just, she can, she's fluid in her sexuality, just like people these days are able to say out loud, I'm fluid in my sexuality. I didn't even really think twice about it. I just thought, oh, this is, this is very different from mm -hmm. anything else. I, this author kind of opens the door for a lot of different things that I've not read before in other books. Did you feel the same or what did you think? Yes, there's a lot of things that happen in this book and a lot of characters you don't normally see. And I think I only thought about it or my only questions were... Is she dressing like a man? But then that's why after finishing the book, I realized, oh no, she's actually shape-shifting and becoming mm -hmm. a man, which I thought was mm -hmm. interesting. I've never seen that before. Yeah, I haven't either. So now I have a note that this is the only chapter we get that is not in Io's point of view because we get Cora's point of view. Mm -hmm. And it's right after this interaction in the coffee shop. And we find out from Cora's POV that she has PTSD and she's having a panic attack in the back room. And she thinks that the man had been absolutely gorgeous and he reminded me vaguely of someone, but I was too busy working myself up to a full-fledged panic attack to puzzle that out. Breer sees her in the back room and I absolutely love that he says, Yeah. What happened? And he says, <laughs> I haven't eaten human in a long time. I could treat <laughs> myself. Yes. <laughs> I love him. He's all, Cora, what the fuck is wrong with you? He's very protective of her. I mean, it was gross, mm -hmm. but it was also very sweet. Then I just have a couple notes about the next two chapters because we get a bunch of interactions that involve stuff happening with the case. But I was so mm -hmm. interested in the characters that I don't really care to really delve into what's happening with the case she's actually investigating. That's fine. Now she meets another person at the coffee shop. I don't think we learn his name here. Or if we do, I didn't make a note of it. The guy works at the coffee shop and he has a prosthetic arm. And oh, yeah. markings that she hasn't seen before. And when she asks him what kind of shifter he is because she really likes his markings, he says that it's vitiligo. I'm surprised yeah. that she doesn't know what that is. Feel like she would know what that is but okay that's something else this author brings in that normally this woman is covering the whole spectrum of individuality in the human race 
Every character has something happening with them. Every single character. It's a learning opportunity. This new guy that works at the coffee shop gets really pissed off when Eo asks about Cora. So they have Mm -hmm. like a not so great exchange. Right. And he basically tells her like, stay away from her. This person and Briar are very protective of Cora. But I love Eo because when she finally sees Cora again, she thinks stupid men telling me I couldn't flirt with their cute barista. Fucking watch me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like, don't tell her what to do. Eo is now in her female form when she talks to Cora again. She asks her out, but she also says that she needs to tell her something before she says yes or no. And she tells Cora about her other form. The whole exchange was really awkward and heartbreaking. Cora isn't interested really in dating a man because she does have that history that Mm -hmm. Io doesn't necessarily know about, but we do. So the interaction doesn't really go the way that Io had hoped. It doesn't help that Breer shows up at some point and tells her to knock it off. He says, when you get bored and ditch her, she's going to get hurt. And I will gut you if that happens. I don't care who the fuck you think you are. Io replies, I'm not the one who gets bored and fucks off. They leave me. Yeah, so there's obviously some miscommunication about how their relationship ended of each thinks the other dumped them and left them and they're both hurt and angry over it but we don't get an explanation in this book anyway about what actually happened and Uh they don't tell each other you well you're the one that left me i didn't leave you you left me you know what i mean yeah they never have a confrontation hopefully in book two they do i'm not sure yeah it's just a debacle at this point where both of them is still carrying hurt from the other true yes so now the setting changes again and Io's at a club and she's dancing. She sees that androgynous person from the clothing store. We find out that person's name is Sasha. Io and Sasha decide to leave the club to go off and have a hookup. And I love the way that Sasha broached the subject of their, what I'm just going to call difference, differenceness. Mm-hmm. Sasha says, sometimes people react badly when they unwrap the package and don't get the present that they wanted. And Io says, I'm pretty open-minded. I don't really care what's in the package. I'm just happy to have a gift to unwrap. I love that. How sweet is that? Mm -hmm. It is really sweet. Sasha makes me laugh because (laughs) Sasha says, you can't be that perfect. Hot, nice clearly loaded and not a homophobic asshole i feel like i Mm -hmm. won the lotto or maybe drugs are involved it's the drugs isn't it i've been drugged (laughs) (laughs) so funny i'm telling you some of the men that you know cross dressers or whatever they're so beautiful i'm freaking jealous of how beautiful they are when they're all decked out or how expertly they do makeup it's like fuck i could i could spend three hours doing my makeup and not even have it be a fraction of as good (laughs) yeah no kidding huh it's true so my note now is that this is a reader first for me because I've never read a story about a shape shifting hermaphrodite. Definitely never seen a sex scene where the female main character is also the male main character and has a penis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now we have a scene that's male, male. And I knew this book had that in it. I just didn't realize this was how it would involve the female main character. So we find out that Sasha is intersex. Sasha's parents decided when they were a baby, I'm assuming, to make Sasha a boy. But then later in life, Sasha developed breasts. So it's yet again, one of these several unfortunate Mm -hmm. situations where the parents make an executive decision and it turns out to be genetically incorrect. What would you do? Do you know? Well, I think now they have genetic testing. Oh, well, that would help. So I think now you can just find out what the, you know, what the chromosomes Mm -hmm. or the DNA or whatever is. That's great if it's true. I hope it's true. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's too that's too hard of a call to make on for somebody else in their life. Mm -hmm. Totally. So Sasha and Io do end up hooking up, and we find out afterwards that Sasha is a basilisk shifter, and that when he was a kid, his parents cut off his tail. Yes. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Does explain that um it does it did grow back. But it's still kind of a stubby. And I guess she has horns too that yes. came in when she hit puberty. Um, but they didn't get a chance to do anything with those because by that point she was old enough to tell them to fuck off. Good for her. Yes. And I think Sasha's family is all humans, right? Yes. If I, if I remember correctly. I didn't understand that part, but there was a lot I was confused over. So it was eye-opening. They end up spending the rest of the night having all sorts of sexy times. But then the next morning, Io wakes up alone because Sasha has left. And it made me sad yet again. That yeah. poor Io. But things do start to look up for Io when she goes to Cora and, well, she calls Cora, I should say, to apologize and ask if they can go on a date. No, wait. Cora, Cora calls her. Cora calls her. Yeah, I said it wrong. Mm -hmm. Of course, Io says yes. And then after this phone call, she texts Breer and says the thank you because she figures the only way Cora got her phone number was because Breer gave it to her. Mm -hmm. And their text exchange was hilarious because he says, <laughs> you, you better treat Cora right or I'll make you into calamari. Yeah. She thinks, I smiled bittersweet tears prickling my eyes at the loss of what could have been even as excitement about new possibilities swam through my veins. And she responds, you're a vegetarian. Mm -hmm. And then it says, I'd be willing to make an exception if you needed murdering princess. I've got the beretting all picked out. Now go away, fuck off and plan your date. It was followed by a knife and octopus emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted them to discuss their issues and figure out it was all a misunderstanding. It was so sad. I'm sure they do at some point, but she's developing so many relationships with so many people in this first book. Mm -hmm. It's almost better that she didn't have that full-blown conversation with him, I guess. Yeah. So Cora and Io do have their date. Io is in her female form. And on the date, Cora confesses to being a water nymph. She tells Io that she has a not so good past with men and that she's freaked out that she freaked out that time at the coffee shop, but she wants to give it a go. You know, it could be bumpy, but I want to try if you're patient with yeah. me, that sort of thing. And I love her reaction because she, this is what Io did while she's listening, says, I swallowed a sip of wine and did my best to keep my expression neutral and open even though I really wanted to go tentacled and start strangling people. Mm-hmm. Don't blame her. And we find out about the connection be between Cora and Breer. Turns out that he found her when she was homeless at the age of 18, took her in, has really helped her. And so he's kind of the only person that she trusts, him and actually that other guy from the coffee shop, whose name is Zuberi. I don't know if we learned that earlier or what, but that's his name. We don't learn a whole lot about him. Just that he doesn't like Io. <laughs> right. He's, he's also very protective of Cora. That's pretty much the extent of what we know about that guy. Io actually ends up asking Cora which of the two men she's in love with. Yeah. And Cora doesn't exactly say either one, and Io changes the subject. I think Io says that her family is polyamorous, and so she doesn't care. I guess this is how we get the reverse haremness in the book. So this is just natural for my type of people, my crack inside or whatever. Yeah, I was a little confused because I'm like, where's the, this book's almost done. And it's like, where is the reverse harem coming into play? I think because she's trying to get a relationship with all of these people started. I okay. think that's the reverse harem. 
Um, we also find out stuff about Io. We find out that her mother's name is Kaimana Lionheart and that she is half Silver Leaf Fae, literal royalty. So when Breer keeps calling hit her his pet name for her, which is Princess, he is actually calling her that because she is a princess. Mm-hmm. We find out a little bit about her family because her family and her godparents ended the civil unrest and saved the entire country. So she's got a very famous family. Yeah, she is royalty in every sense of the word. And everybody owes her family for saving them and ending the war. Yeah, and she says something, or she thinks it, about how it's because of her family that demons weren't running amok in the world but her godfather is a demon so that part was kind of confusing well maybe he is the exception not the rule and friends with her family and yeah, that's how he became her godfather yeah i was like what's ha what's happening I, I, there were points in this book where i did say that what is happening here i need to reread that oh i i thought that a lot i was very confused at some points Cora, of course, freaks out when she realizes her famous heritage, but Io kind of calms her down by saying, it's okay, like, I'm only here temporarily, let's just keep it casual and have fun. Now, like you said, we're almost towards the end of the story. Io does uncover the mystery behind the illegal dumping, what's going on, and kind of who's responsible. Most of her work is wrapped up, but she gets a request or kind of a command from her demon godfather to actually stay in Florida. Turns out that he has premonitions fairly often. Yeah. yeah. And he says something to the effect of it's in your best interest to stay there. And Io tends to believe him because he is her godfather and she might not like it because he's kind of playing puppet master, but at the same time, why not follow his lead because whatever, you know, who, who knows if you go against him, what bad things might happen. Right. So Io ends up going to Cora and saying like, Hey, turns out actually I'm going to be here longer than I thought. How about we spend the weekend together? And that's actually where the book ended. And I was shocked. That's where the book ended. Uh, yeah, I was too. But uh, there's part, she gives you part of the next book, doesn't she? I didn't read it because I was doing other things. The next book is called You're Cracking Me Up. And she gives us the three first three chapters of that book. Which is okay, but I wasn't expecting it. And so when the, this story actually ended at the 85% mark, I was shocked. I thought yeah. I had way more of the story to go. Yeah, I, me too. I was like, wait a minute, what happened? But... You know, maybe this book was just her preface to all the other books that are going to be available and just to introduce us and leave us wanting more, basically. What happens to Cora? What happens to Lo? Who was Brewer in her life? I mean, there's so many unanswered questions. I think there's three or four books in this series. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not either. Yeah. I'm like, please don't download more books until you make a dent in all of the freaking books you have. <laughs> Good luck with that. I know. So you want to tell me what you rated this and what you thought of it? Oh, I really, really liked this book. It was so different from any other book I've read. And for me, it even was kind of different than the other books I've read by her. There wasn't a whole lot of sex in it, but I did like the characters. I liked the character development. I love the fact that she was a Kraken. So I probably would give it four panties, but I don't think it would be, they'd be wet because there wasn't enough. <laughs> There wasn't enough sex in it for me. Okay. I don't know you what about and I, you. You and I are perfectly matching right now because I would oh, rate funny. it the same for the oh. same reasons. Oh. I also have a note that this book was so different from anything else I've read. Different <laughs> because the characters were also unique. I liked Io and how their supernatural abilities played into their job. Mm -hmm. I thought it was weird that they were a shapeshifter and present both sexes just because I've never seen that before. I didn't hate it. It just kind of confused me at times trying to figure out what was actually happening there. The only thing that I did actually hate was that the book ended at that weird spot. 
and yeah. the 85% mark. I don't care about getting the next three chapters of the next story. That doesn't interest me at all. I'd rather just have more of the current story. So that actually was really disappointing to me when the book ended because it was kind of a weird percentage in the book and a weird spot in the story. Well, they, weren't they kind of setting it up for the next book, the way it ended? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mind it. I don't I don't know. I don't have anything else to say about that. Yeah. I I like the fact that she was fluid because there's a lot of times I think, could I be fluid? Because I've had no luck with men. I don't know. Depends. <laughs> yeah. Depends on depends on the person, I guess. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that didn't bother me, but I like the fact that it was so different and it made it made me think it's really nice to not read basically the same thing over and over and over again because sometimes I feel like unless there's a good storyline, I don't want to read just about sex or lack of sex. I want a good storyline. First of all, and then I want sex, good sex scenes thrown in. And I feel yeah. like this book kind of is what I'm looking for in books, but I needed more sex. So are you going to read the other ones eventually, you think? Oh, yeah. I've already downloaded more of her books because I really like her in general. Okay. All right. So um, I feel like we've read this book a long time ago. So have you read a million things since we last recorded? I have read several T.S. Joyce books, which I always do. I really, every time I go back to her or pick up a new um, series from her, I do like them. But I started a new series by her, and now I can't even remember what it was. And I was like, I don't remember reading this other book in the series before, and the, the groups are intertwined. So I am back reading like zo the zombie wolf mm. series and i'm i'm doing that so that i can get to the next series that comes after it that's written by huh. her so i've probably read three of her books in the interim oh wow okay what about you i've read a couple different books and they were both actually rereads for me so i reread the book one in the Zodiac Academy series. It's called The Awakening. I did a reread because the last book in that series is coming out soon. And I am not caught up. I think I read four or five books in the series and then stopped because I was sick of having the delay between books for release. But mm. I was actually underwhelmed in my reread. And I don't think I'm going to continue actually, which is pretty disappointing and surprising because when I first read this book series, it really hooked me and every book ends in a pretty crazy cliffhanger. I don't know, maybe it's just not as good on the reread because I know what's going to happen in the next few books. You know, I read your review that you posted and I was shocked when I read it because you said that in your review and I thought, I remember when you read that book and you loved that series. So I was wondering what had changed for you. All those T.S. Joyce books I read were rereads for me too. Oh, wow. Okay. So that I could get to the new, the new group of shifters that she's going to talk about. So the other book I reread was The Warlord by Jenna Showalter. I absolutely love that book. It's like a five star for me for sure. And What's that about? So it's about guy who is like a supernatural being and a harpy and they're both generals or high up in their ranking in their own way and the guy has to marry person of his choosing be with them for 30 days and then on the 30th day he has to kill her and if he does then him and his men get a special prize and they get to ascend which is like getting higher up in this like godly ranking that they have it's about him picking her and how they interact together i loved it the first time i read it i loved it on the reread and the only reason i actually did a reread is because book two is on hold for me with the library and i'm it should be delivered in about a week or so. And so I needed to remember what happened in the first book so I could read book two. 
Okay, so I may download that. It's called The Warlord. Yes. It's an like enemies to lovers, but he's not yes, he's supposed to kill her at the end of the 30 days, but in the meantime, he's not like super mean to her. He's not bullying her. So even though it's enemies to lovers, it's not mm-hmm. like when the way that you hate the enemies to lovers because they are actually okay. assholes to the female. It's not like that. And who's the author again? Jenna G E N A Showalter S H O W A L T E R. So, so you're getting this through the library. You're not getting it through Kindle Unlimited. Book one, I had actually purchased or gotten somehow a while ago. But yes, you'd have to pay mm. for it. It's not on KU, which is why I'm waiting for the library to deliver it because oh, I, I hate paying for books if I can avoid it. So. You know, for me, oh. it's just like, I don't hate paying for plants. If it's something I want, it's like, I don't mind paying for yarn. <laughs> That's so funny that you love books. It's like your number one thing, but you don't like to pay for them. I think just because I'm usually one and done with a book. And so if I could get it through oh. the library, I will. Okay. But... Mm-hmm. I do like this first book. So this might be like the other times I've gotten things from the library where I get partially through the book and I end up buying a version of it anyways to have forever. Oh, that's funny. So yeah, there's actually three books in that series out so far. I'm waiting for book two and I think book four comes out in February or something. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I mean, if it's not, if he's not being brutally horrible to the mate, I will check it out and see what happens. No, he's not. So you might be okay with it. And then um, the book that I'm currently reading is by an author that we've featured on the podcast before. And I absolutely love this series. And the book is called King of Coins, and it's book four in the Tarot Kings series by Amy Kuvalainen. Oh, yeah, you do like her. Yeah, I love this series. The book is really good so far. I think I'm about halfway through. Highly recommend that series by her. That's it. Hmm. I don't know how to announce the next book because you didn't tell me what you thought of that other book. Did you start it? I did start it. Let's just say it's going to be a surprise because I want to talk to you. It'll be a surprise, people. Okay, so then I guess the only thing we will say is that we are skipping the episode that would release on February 7th because the Sarah J. Moss book releases in a couple days and we are going to dedicate all the time in the world to reading that. Yeah. Yes, we are. So we will not have another new episode until February 14th. Book TBD. (laughs) Yes. What day are we doing the bookstore 30th? No, the it's on Monday. Okay. I got we're going on uh, Monday to the party because it's a midnight release party. So when the book when it hits midnight, they're gonna physically hand out the book. So then we need to talk offline too about you know, when are you coming over and what time will you be here to help me get my ears on and stuff? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it's very funny that you will, um, co- you totally support me in my wanting to dress up in a costume or even suggested that I put on the costume, but you yourself will not partake of the joy of being someone else for a while i mean i feel a little bad that i'm not dressing up for this event but that's okay i'll i'm dressed up in my mind (laughs) well you know i have several crowns so you're always welcome to borrow one of my crowns if you would like that that i need to kind of look for makeup too because I did get the makeup like the sparkly silver makeup to do my face but when i tried it the sparkles in the makeup and it was mac makeup i'm really surprised that this happened it flakes so badly that i was constantly getting the flakes in my eyes and it was horrible i need to kind of look online for elfin style makeup okay yeah first maybe what are you gonna do for the rest of the day well i'm probably going to Go to the gym with the kids and a new season of RuPaul's Drag Race came out and I didn't realize it. So I have a few episodes of that I can watch. I love him. Talk about beautiful. My God, he is 
so freaking beautiful. Yeah. I'm like, it's not fair. It's just not fair. <laughs> and it's really annoying. Annoyingly hot. Annoyingly hot. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So, so I think yeah, there's but... three or four episodes of the new season out. So I, I might watch that with the kids today with Claire. That's uh, we like to watch that together. So I'm still waiting for Vanderpump rules to come out. Oh my gosh. Did you hear that? There's going to be a spinoff with Jax yes. and Brittany. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for that too. It's called the Valley or Vanderpump Valley or something like that. I can't believe that they one are still together. I am shocked i didn't think that marriage was gonna last because he was such a dog I, I don't know i don't think i'm gonna watch that one i'm probably just gonna i fast forward through a lot of it i watched love is blind the sweden edition mm -hmm. i couldn't believe it it's like three of the four couples got married there was a lot of people getting married that yeah it was very happen. I like to see what's different between the American. I, I think the, I think other people are, are other places have different priorities in a good way of, you know, they really do want to get married. They're not just looking for a spinoff show of their own or to become famous and have their Instagram people ramp them up. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. A lot of shows are like that. Like love Island. I feel like yes. everybody on that show just wants more followers. Yeah, I don't like that kind of show. So I'm just going to uh, finish up some of my dolls that I'm working on. And then I almost finished that sweater that I'm making to give to you to give to my grandchild at some mm -hmm. point. And then tomorrow, I didn't know it, but out of the blue, I got a text from somebody uh, of from my garden club because I was donating some of those irises for the club for their plant sale. And we had it scheduled for them to come over the weekend that it poured. Remember that weekend it freaking poured, like there was no yes. tomorrow. We canceled and we said, well, we'll talk later about, you know, what day we should do it on, blah, blah, blah. Well, we never talked and I was fine with it because I was super busy. I got a text this morning as I was going to the grocery store from her and it said, are we still on for tomorrow at nine? And I hmm. text her back and I go, well, we can be. I mean, yeah. Uh, but it's weird. We never even had a discussion, but it's fine because I am home as much as I want to be home because that's my habit place. Uh, yeah. Maybe she thought like you guys had decided to just delay it one week. I have no idea. I don't know, mm -hmm. but that means I, now I have to go get dirty in the garden. Yeah. Bummer. Oh, all right. Well, um, I guess we should hang up here and then I'll call you out what's going on with the book and everything sounds awesome okay talk to you in a bit all right okay bye bye thank you for listening to the bonded books podcast you can rate and review us on spotify and apple podcast our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com and check the show notes for a link to all of our social media